Broadcasting live from a sea of technocratic nonsense on an island of freedom. It's the Bell Howard Show. And now, here's your host, Bell Howard. Bell Howard. The Liberty Bell rings true and free and loud. For all Americans, it's the Bell Howard Show. Hello, folks. I'm Bell Howard. Just sit back and relax. Grab some chips. Your favorite dip. Are you a drinker? Mix your favorite cocktail. Go on. No one's looking. That's right. It's an island of freedom in a sea of of liberal technocratic nonsense. That's what we are, folks. And if you like real libertarian radio, then you've come to the right place. Well, I'm going to get to a lot of stuff here today. Uh, first off, uh, we're going to we're going to hit the media scoreboard, and then later, uh, I'm going to talk about something that that uh, that affected me recently, and that uh, in a negative way. But I'm going to try to correct that. Uh, on the show, and um, it has to do with uh, what we did last time. Uh, but first, I want to talk about what's going on in cuckoo land, or as most people call it, the United States of America. Folks, let's jump right into the media scoreboard. The media scoreboard. Media scoreboard. Freedom Fighters 1. Liberal media, zero. That's what the scoreboard says. Hey, you know, why are we ignoring uh, the other candidates in this presidential election? I mean, they're saying it's, of course, they're saying it's uh, Joe Biden or Trump. And they say it looks like Joe Biden's going to be the next president. I tell you, at this point, a pool table could be the next president. Nobody knows. Maybe even a, a chaise lounge. I don't know. But seriously, have you looked at the libertarian candidates? Of course not. Right? It's Trump or Biden. You're not supposed to look at the third possibility. You're not supposed to do that. Don't examine the third way. Even though there is a woman candidate for the president on, on the libertarian ticket. But, but that's what we're taught since, since we were kids. You can only... You can only have this corporate choice or that one. Coke or Pepsi. Apple or Windows. Hall or Oats. And it goes on and on. But guess what, folks? There's always a third way. And if you don't look for it, you'll be trapped in a binary reality. And that's the matrix. That's the chessboard that they have us on. It's, it's black or it's white. I mean, uh, you know, I see it so clearly now. You're, you're kept in this, in this sort of control grid. I mean, that's what the matrix is. That's what they want us to live on, this control grid, where we only see two solutions to every problem. And that's what, that's what AI, I think, is all about. I, I th- look, I'm not an engineer. But I'm observant, and I observe like a scientist. 
and I'm looking at this this AI and 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 how it's it's come to control our lives. And they say AI will run the world in 20 years. Hey, hey, buddy, it's already happening. I mean, I can see that just now. I mean, who you know who can say we're not in an AI-generated reality now? I mean, maybe we live in a large uh, simulation concocted by a super-intelligent AI. I mean, they all say that now. That's, that's practically on the evening news every night. But, but will AI help us or hurt us? Some people say artificial intelligence will save us. Uh, I doubt that. I really doubt that, people. AI can give you what you want, but it's not always it's not always painting an accurate picture of reality. What I mean is, uh, I mean, if you go online, it sort of reflects your idea of reality back to you. We've seen this with Twitter, with uh, with Facebook. Uh, what you think is true and sort of the 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 memes you follow kind of just come back to you are reflected back to you uh, through through the AI deciding to show you advertisements for things you might like based on on your searches uh, on other websites. So based on your choices, whatever you choose to look at online, it gives you more of. For example, here, here's an example uh, from my life. I was on YouTube recently and I wanted to show my nephew a Rick Astley video. You know the guy, never going to give you up, never going to let you down, you know, classic stuff. Well, after that algorithm learned I liked Rick Astley, I got nothing but but Rick Astley and Astley-related material in my queue. So I just kept clicking. I mean, I didn't want to anger the algorithm. I, I mean, it's just doing its job. But as I, as I kept clicking and I kept watching pretty soon, my YouTube choices skewed my view of reality. I began to think, wow, there must be a Rick Astley resurgence going on out there in America. I mean, it's what I perceive to be the case, but is it really happening? Was Rick Astley gearing up for a national tour before the corona thing hit? I mean, if he's coming back, then God bless, but it's Plato's cave here. The shadow on the wall of the cave is singing, never gonna give you up. And behind me, people are saying, hey, he gave you up a long time ago. Rick Astley is not coming back, Bell. And yet, there are all these great videos. I mean, he's still really active. He's making, uh, he's doing cover songs. He's uh, charity benefits. He's showing up at people's houses, door-to-door uh, -door telegrams. I mean, Rick Astley is definitely out there. But is it is it really the resurgence and the um, Rick Astley renaissance that YouTube uh, portrays it as, uh, or the AI paints it as? Anyway, I hope the AI is right and Astley's making a comeback. Good for him. Anyway, that's what's going on. Hey, we're going to take a break in just a minute, folks. But before we do, I just got to clear the air. You know, as I said before, I had something happen to me uh, this week. And uh, 
And here's an example of how crazy things can get in our liberal technocratic hellscape. How small things can just snowball out of control. So, on the last show, I took some calls, and some Yahoo called me a Nazi. Well, obviously, I'm not a Nazi, but I, I but I got hurt by that. And uh, and if you're called a racist or a Nazi, it's game over. Everybody knows that. That's the binary reality. We're back to that thing. You're either a racist or you're not. It's a zero or a one. Even though they don't want to admit that everyone is a little racist. I mean, come on. Just a little bit. Everyone. Except maybe babies. Babies aren't racist. But maybe science will disprove that. So I lost two advertisers because of that guy. And uh, I learned my lesson. Always screen calls or, you know, or at least say you do, even if you don't. Anyway, we lost, we lost two sponsors to the show. Uh, Schultz's Schnitzels and Kraushammer's Apricot Kuchen. They jump ship. You know, I've been in this business a long time, and I should know better, but uh, I know that if there's one thing that advertisers don't like, it's Nazism. I should have known better. I mean, I I should have hung up the phone right when I heard the N-word. But I'm a hot-blooded Irishman, well, quarter Irish. That quarter mutinied against the other three, the more reserved Englishman in me and the sarcastic Frenchman and the lazy Spaniard. But now the other thing that happened, now here's what, the, the caller mentioned my grandfather on my mother's side. His name was Raynard Cliffborn. He said, what about Raynard Cliffborn? From Raynard Cliffborn, let me tell you something. I mean, from all accounts, he was a decent member of society. Well, almost all accounts. He was a dentist. Now, the caller claimed he was a eugenicist. Okay, maybe he misunderstood or, or he mixed up dentist, eugenicist. They kind of sound alike. Anyway, uh, people went digging for this man, and a, a sound recording resurfaced, and it's my grandfather, all right, old Pappy Raynard, or the Rain Man, as my grandmother used to call him. Everywhere he goes, it rains, she said. Anyway, some people dug this up and insist it's proof of his support of eugenicist programs in the 30s uh, and also uh, his involvement in strange human experiments. And they even say he conducted some of these human experiments. Well, maybe he conducted some experiments, but, but uh, listen... If they say it happened, it did. I mean, it's a smear campaign, so whatever they say is going to be the truth. But I have the truth, too. I have the truth on my side. And I'm going to I'm gonna prove to you that he's not, not a Nazi, not a racist. And um, I have the recording, too. So we're going to go through it. I'm going to clear his name. I'm going to clear my grandfather's name. Okay? So uh, we're going to play the recording here. All right, let me 
Let me cue that up, Wes. Okay, here's the first part. All right, just take a listen. Gentlemen, I'm honored to be addressing such an esteemed body of men. I am speaking to you as a dentist and independent researcher, but might I add, I am intensely interested in your politics. And I believe... Okay, wait, wait, Wes, just stop it right there. So, so here he was. He said he was intensely interested. Well, that doesn't mean he, he wholeheartedly agreed with or acted uh, on the principles of eugenics uh, or, or, or whatever, or whatever these, uh, these people he was speaking to were, were promoting. All right, let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's listen to the next part. And I believe even dentists can support your cause. I would like to apologize that I still can only speak can only use the English language to communicate. The language of your people is still foreign to me, but I shall endeavor to study it thoroughly and maybe one day travel to your great land and see your ancient Rhine River. Okay, stop. So now it's clear he's addressing a foreign audience, but what country? People online said, oh, the Rhine is a dead giveaway. Well, guess what, folks? France and Switzerland are also on the Rhine. It doesn't have to be Germany. Okay, so what was he doing? Let's get to the experiment clip and, and, uh, and, and, and listen to that part, all right? Because of your generous support, I feel my research was a success and a dawn for a new kind of man is upon us. No longer will aging hinder our race. Okay, hold on a second. All right, race can mean human race, just the human race. Doesn't have to mean a particular race. All right, continue. In my experiments, we have been hard at work at the prospect of a human being born complete without the burden of learning and the growing pains that are the hallmark of childhood. It was soon realized, and though I am not a religious man, it did seem to require the word miracle to describe adequately what I and my staff witnessed. Okay, so he's doing experiments, anti-aging experiments. I mean, that's it? I mean, everyone's into anti-aging. Don't pretend you aren't. You take supplements and climb into oxygen tanks. I mean, it's it's no different, right? I mean, that's pretty interesting. I'm interested in what this fellow has to say. All right, so let's see what, what, what happened, what kind of experiments he's doing. Here I will introduce the subject of our experiment Gentlemen, meine Damen und Herren. Okay, hold on a second. Now, now, he said meine Damen und Herren. Okay, everybody said that back in those days. It just showed you were uh, uh, sophisticated. You you had a little 
you know, knowledge of, of, of foreign languages and you wanted to appear a little sophisticated. That's all. Okay, let's go, let's go back to it. I present to you the 40-year-old baby. Hello, baby. Well, what should I call you? Um, I think my mother and I decided on Jean. Fine. That's a fine name. Now, Jean, I would like to demonstrate your basic knowledge for these gentlemen so they know that you indeed have the brain of a 40-year-old man. What does everyone have around their bodies? Oh, well, I suppose you're referring to their clothes. Yes, they are wearing clothes. Father, why am I not wearing any clothes? Because you are a baby, and babies don't generally wear clothes, I see. Now, what is two plus four? All right, stop it right there. I mean, this is amazing. So he, he, he did an experiment, and it was a success. A man was born completely formed, uh, a 40-year-old man, and, uh, and there he is. He's, he's like an infant. He's, he's naked. He's on stage, and yet he has all this knowledge already, and he speaks perfect English. Uh, and English, by the way, I mean, if you wanted, uh, if, if, if he was involved in these uh, Nazi experiments, wouldn't they, wouldn't they have a 40-year-old baby that could speak German? Because that would be the ideal, right? Okay. So nothing weird so far, right? And, and it appears the, the experiment was, uh, he's going to test him right now. Uh, listen to this part. That's far. Uh, wind it back, Wes, a minute. So he's, he's, he's going to test him on his math skills. Here he goes. What is two plus four? Uh, six. What is that noise? They are clapping their hands because you did something well. You impress them with your knowledge. All oh, that's so cute. I mean, the guy, you know, a picture of this 40-year-old man, and uh, he has all this knowledge in him so far, but that's the first time uh, he's heard this applause for him, besides the time he came out, of course. But, but he's performing for them, and he hears this applause. He's like, What's that noise? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's great. Let's go back to the, uh, the tape here. You impress them with your knowledge. All right. Are you a man or an animal? I am a man. Uh, we learned a very important lesson about man in the last global conflict, did we not? Yes, yes. Uh, we learned that man can be cruel to man. Isn't that right? That is right. And uh, how can man better his condition and help his fellow man? Well, man must show compassion for his fellow man, but he must also live in peace and harmony with different species of life uh, for instance, animals, 
Japanese people and the Jews. All right, so that last part, look, I, I, I kind of forgot about that last part. But actually, I mean, there you go. Uh, my grandfather didn't say those things. It was the baby. It was the 40-year-old baby. He was the racist. So so my grandfather just teaching teaching uh, uh, empathy for his fellow man, but the baby somehow um, turned out to be the turned out to be the racist. So, so I think you know my my grandfather uh, 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 not not to blame for that. And by the way, it turns out the baby um, actually died just two years later at the age of forty two of pneumonia. So poetic justice. Apparently, in those days, babies didn't wear much clothing. Okay, folks, looks like we need to take a break. But when we come back, we will be talking to none other than Mikhail Petrovitidididic, the Croatian sensation, the Croatian Rick Astley, as Time Magazine called him. Or, uh, no, that's not right. Excuse me. Montenegro Times called him. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to him after the break, so sit tight. And we'll be right back. The songs of Mikhail Petrovitadidadich. I look into your eyes, Rebecca. His soothing sounds and catchy melodies, not to mention his ability to catch and correct his own grammar mistakes in the same song. I see sun in your eyes, the sun in your eyes, Rebecca. And now all of those songs are available on one compact disc. All the number one best of Mikhail Petrovitadidic. Best of two worlds, no, best of both worlds. Your eyes, my nose. And if you order now, you'll get a signed copy of Mikhail Petrovitadidic's biography. I speak well now, I talk better now, now my English has improved dramatically. I'm like a... Baby dog, I mean a happy dog for you. Montenegro Times Magazine called him the grammatically challenged Frank Sinatra, while other publications like Forestry Today hails him as the Croatian Rick Astley, an inspiration to non-native English speakers everywhere. Call now and get a teacher's discount. Mikhail Petrovitadidic. Puppy dog, 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 puppy dog. The Bell Howard Show. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Hey, my guest on the phone right now is one of the greats, from classics like uh, Rebecca to his modern-day hits, Dead Sea Baby. Uh, 
he he's a legend and uh and actually uh I need to say before we start here, um, we have a little history together, so we might get into uh, some stories. Uh, we were both on the show Barracuda, so you might hear us uh, reminiscing about the good old days, so bear with us there. We will talk about his singing career, but without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mikhail Petrovitadidich. Mikhail, uh, good to have you on the show. How are you, buddy? Mikhail? Oh, Mikhail's, uh, what's going on with Mikhail here? Wes, is he, st- is he, uh, all right, folks, we're having a little trouble here. Let's just, just, just bear with us. Uh, he's calling from, um, I guess he's calling from Croatia. But, um, you know how connections are over there. And actually, you know, the Internet is run through cables uh, through the bottom of the ocean. And so if you think about it, from Croatia, um, Wes, did we, did, did we get him? Wes, is he, is he coming on here? Um, if you think about it, it's from Croatia, from the Mediterranean Sea. You've got to run a pretty long cable to, uh, to North America, to where I am. So... So as you can imagine, sometimes there's going to be some uh, some hiccups. Uh, that's just uh, that's just what happens sometimes. Um, I think we got him back, Wes. Okay, here we are, Mikhail. Are you there, Mikhail? Glad to be on the show. All right, Mikhail. Good to hear you. Good good to hear your voice. Uh, you know, Mikhail. I don't know. I don't know if you know this. Um, or remember this, but we did an episode. Actually, we did a few episodes of Barracuda. Remember the eighties, uh, the eighties cop show. What, uh, do you remember that? Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell. Nice, uh, nice wordplay. Nice wordplay there. What? Uh, I said nice wordplay. My name is Bell, and you said doesn't ring a bell. So, uh, touche. What are you talking about? All right. All right, playing dumb, like uh, like Columbo. I got gotcha. you. Anyway, we did a we did an episode together. Um, uh, you know, uh, remember? Ah, uh, yeah, Barracuda. It was my coming out party for America. Yeah, uh, and, and if I may, you know, you can say it was the first time I was introduced to an American audience. Coming out is a little, uh, a little different thing. Yeah, so uh, Barracuda was a Danish police show that American producers remade. Big 80s action police thing, but we couldn't compete with Simon & Simon or Matlock. Right, those were huge. I, I remember those. TV Guide said we were poor man's Magnum P.I., but anyway, that was only a small part of my career. I'm mainly known as a singer, so... Yeah, I know you're, you're known as a singer. I just wanted to kind of, you know, take a trip down memory lane because uh, we, we shared a lot of moments uh, on that set. I mean, it was a phenomenal show. I don't know why it didn't do better. I mean, Knight Rider had a talking car, and we had a talking helicopter with a sexy woman's voice. Magnum P.I. had a mustache that ladies loved. I had one, too, but mine was more refined and not as flashy as Tom Selleck's. You you win some, lose some. I mean, there were so many great cop shows at the time. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, but I think we had something special, especially the episode we did together. Uh, remember on the oil rig? Uh, make my memory go jogging? What are you talking about? The, the, uh, the, oh, come on, you don't remember? I was the old veteran cop, and you were the young maverick, and I had to show you the ropes, and you went too far, and I had to rein you back in, and, uh, you know, nothing? Well, for that show, I think we only did eight episodes. Really blip on the radar as far as my life's journey, but I can hear I can hear your listeners trying to make me talk about my singing career. I was only actor in that show and in one more show in Croatia, a sitcom called uh, Bobby Butchki. It roughly means grandmother complex. Uh, okay, but, but first, do you remember the scene we did on the oil rig? It took us three days to shoot. Do you remember? We finally... We finally catch the smugglers, and then one of them shoots at me, and I almost fall off the edge of the oil rig. But you catch me. Don't, you don't remember that? That got a shot. They got a shot of that from the helicopter, and, uh, and the cameraman dropped his camera a- in the ocean, and then he dove in after it, and a shark ate him. You don't remember that? Uh... No? Nothing? I see shark attacks at the beach almost every year, so it all kinds of blends together, you know? I mean, what about me hanging off the oil rig? You know, the stuntman called in sick that day, and I stepped up to do it. That was actually me hanging off the edge, and, and after you and some other guys pulled me up, you said you had never worked with such a gutsy guy before, and later... Uh, we drank vodka shots, and you initiated me into a secret Croatian fraternity and called me brother for the rest of the series. Yeah, I am in so many secret Croatian fraternities, it's hard to keep track. But anyway, after that show, I thought, well, that was fun, but I need to do something really good. So something I will be proud of. So... So I started to sing at the nightclubs in Los Angeles, and people said, oh, you are not bad, but you need to work on your grammar. Well, that yeah, we'll get to that story, but, you know, Barracuda was such a special time for me. Anyway, so, okay, so now you're a singer, and what did they, what did they say? You need to work on your grammar? Yes, I used present progressive too much in those days. I say... Uh, baby, I am needing you so much. Uh, baby, I'm loving you. You don't say I'm loving it or I'm loving you. You say I love it unless you're stupid. My manager wanted me to sing in Croatian. He said, it's dance music. Nobody cares what you say. But what I soon realized was he was not my manager. He was a spy from Socialist Federalist Republic of Croatia, one of Tito's men. And he just wanted to humiliate me, so I go back to Croatia. Your manager. So he was from the old country, and he was really a spy? But posing as a big Hollywood big shot. He had gold chains and a mohawk. He looked like a Jewish Mr. T. Who needs that guy? So I, started, I did a smart thing. I hired my English tutor as my manager. She had the most brilliant idea in the world. She said, you can make a grammar mistake in song and then correct it in the same line. 
Then people like me who are studying English can dance to the music and get an education, so it's win-win. And that's uh, that's when your career really took off, right? Oh, yes. I wasn't on the radios much, but I was in every ESL class in over 30 countries. That is why I am a millionaire today. Well, no kidding. I mean, your songs are great, not only as educational tools, but, but also pop songs to dance to. I mean, you could have been famous and like, I don't know. I mean, like some people called you the Croatian Rick Astley. But I, I am no Astley. That is, this, this is no question. I found my niche. That is all I need. And I can go to the store without being recognized. Except secret police. They recognize me. They do. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, I mean, let's, let's circle around that a bit, like a shark uh, circling an oil rig. What's the political situation like in Croatia right now? Look, Croatia is nice. We are cultural powerhouse. We introduced the cravat to the world. We have a great resume, but you know, I want to be truly free. I hear you, buddy. I mean, uh, that's, that's what I preach all the time. So I saw an article about an engineer who made a lot of money, quit his job, built a really cool tree house, and then called it a country. And there is a word for this small country started by one person. I forgot. I, I think it's called uh, a micro, micro nation, I think. It's called a, no, it's called a mini country. Uh, no, I, I, sorry. No, I think it's called a, a micro, micro nation. You know, you Americans so arrogant. I'm trying to, with all my heart, to speak. Speak your language, and you still insist on finally picking at every syllable. It is mini country. Look it up. I no disrespect, Mikhail. I think I saw it on the internet. Um, you know, but you know, I will call it whatever I want. It is my micronation. Well, you said it this time. Now I have one, and it is beautiful. I found it an abandoned bus terminal on the border where the tip of Croatia meets Montenegro. Really? So you have your own country now? Uh, you, you made it out of an abandoned bus station? What, uh, what kind of government you got? It is principality. Oh, wow. You went with the principality. Nice. Uh, and, and how about passports? Are you going to issue passports or mint your own currency? No, I just want to have a good stereo system. Right, right, music. Wow, Mikhail Petrovitadidich, thanks for stopping uh, by. Uh, look, let me have some kind of address. Uh, I actually have a box set of Barracuda. I'd like to send it to you. Uh, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll jog your memory. No, no, I'm good. No, no, no. I want to do that. I, I mean, I, I can upload that. I can send it to you. I can send a physical copy. I can upload it to a, a private server and, uh, and give, you, give you the address no, there. No, no, no. I don't want it. I would like to forget that part of my life, to tell you the truth. Wow. Uh, well, I don't know why. I mean, it was, it was, it was a special time. Uh, it was a special time for me. You know, maybe you'll uh, just uh, 
you know what? I'll just upload it uh, to a to a video viewing site. Um, I'll find a good one uh, that lets you upload videos for free, and um, and you can watch it there. No, 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 did we lose Mikhail? Bell, 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 Bell. Hello? Is there a glitch in the AI simulation going on? Who is this? Is this Mikhail Petrovididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididid